This is CSSE's Centenary Podcast. Hello and welcome to CSSE Sports and Leisure first ever podcast. My name is John Bunyan. I'm the VTL for the Wales region. Today we're joined by Centenary Executive Headley Featherstone, who's going to tell us a lot about the Centenary, um, specifically the CSSE football and athletics. Headley, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. It's over to you. Thanks very much, John, and thank you very much for this opportunity. I'd like to start by giving listeners a, a short insight into the Civil Service Football Club. This is an extraordinary football club that celebrated its 150th anniversary of playing association football in 2013. In fact, the Civil Service Football Club is acknowledged as a sole surviving association football club from the original 11 clubs who formed the Football Association at an extraordinary meeting held at the Freemasons Tavern, Covent Garden, on the 26th of October, 1863. They are also the only existing founders left of the English Football Association. Interestingly, they helped create and played in the first ever FA Cup competition in the 1871-72 season and provided what were then known as umpires rather than referees for the first ever FA Cup final. They were also amongst the founders of a number of other significant amateur leagues in the world of football, such as their history and involvement in the early development of football within England. It's no exaggeration to say that no other club did more than the Civil Service Football Club in the early development of the game across continental Europe. In 1901, excluding World War I, the Civil Service Football Club readily toured the continent until 1926, when the professional clubs became more involved. Their touring teams were highly successful, regularly competing against what are now amongst the world's leading teams, including Barcelona and Real Madrid. In fact, In 1921, they played Barcelona. They toured Spain and played Barcelona. And next year, they're hoping to go back to Barcelona to play one of the Barcelona teams in recognition of that 100-year relationship with Barcelona Football Club. They're also only members of both Real Madrid and Slava Club of Prague. Such was their status and involvement in the early development of European football. In 2013, the club were invited by the Duke of Cambridge to play at Buckingham Palace to celebrate the 150th anniversary of the FA and also their own 150th anniversary. The club still continues to this day. They play at the former ground that CSSC had at Chiswick. It was known as our headquarters ground. We had had that ground since 1925 and in fact it was opened officially by King George V in 1926 with an estimated crowd of just over 12,000. The club currently has 10 sides for all abilities, eight men's teams, one over 35-year-old team, a vets team, and in recent times it's launched its first ever women's side. Chiswick, though, has been its base, as I say, since 1925. They have a stand that was built very early in their days. It's still there to this day reflected their status in amateur football in the 1920s and 1930s. Physics itself, though, has been the base for much civil service sport. When it came to football from 1925 onwards, 
It was a home for representative football between the civil service and the armed forces. They uh, wrote interdepartmental competition known as the Lewis Cup from 1924. And also the home for many different sports as they competed for the inter interdepartmental competition known as the Duke of York Trophy, which was donated by the Duke of York in 1924. Interestingly, when football was being developed in the early 1920s and the Civil Service Football Club was touring Europe, they remained loyal, as they have done to this day, in that it is a team or a club for civil servants. They had the opportunity in their early days to do as amateur clubs did and turn professional but they remained aligned to the civil service, something that the Civil Service Sports Council is very proud of, and we are very proud to have that long and worthy relationship with this outstanding football club within English football. I'd just like to move on quickly and just give you a little bit of an insight into another long-standing association. As you heard me say, the Civil Service Football Club are active in 1863, probably have a record that goes back before that, although it's not documented. However, in 1864, the Silver Service Athletics Association held its first championship at Beaufort House. The early records show that this was an outstanding event, and for the first few years of their championship, they were known as the Ascot of Athletics. Records show that ladies would turn up in their bonnets, Gentlemen would turn up in their top hats and carriages would surround the track. In fact, at the first championship in 1864, there was an estimated crowd of just over 10,000. The event included races you would expect for athletics nowadays, such as 100 metres and hurdles. It also included pole leaping, cricket ball throwing, putting the stone and hopping for 50 yards. The championship quickly became very established as one of the main features of athletics in England and UK and continued to grow in terms of participation. In 1880, the Amateur Athletics Association was formed and is recognised as the oldest body for athletics in the world. And the Civil Service Athletics Association that predates it was integral to the formation of that particular association. There are many, many highlights in the history of the Civil Service Athletics Association. I'd just like to pick up on one or two. Probably the most famous moment is in 1868, when a certain gentleman from Whitby travelled down to the championships in London and took part in a five-mile walk. Apparently the crowds were very, very enthusiastic and starting to encroach on the course. This particular gentleman had to run the last 20 yards of the five-mile walk, only to be disqualified afterwards by a judge who preferred to remain anonymous. The reason he preferred to remain anonymous, we believe, is that that particular athlete that was disqualified was Bram Stoker, the author of Dracula. Interestingly, the history of London shows that on that particular day in 1868, London experienced its worst ever thunderstorm. They put Dracula, Bram Stoker and the thunderstorm together and it may be a warning for judges in race walking to be very careful who they disqualify. Across athletics, and they still exist today, there was early recognition from the royal family, 
and many, many leading politicians and members of the royal family donated trophies in the early days of civil service athletics. There were many, many accomplished athletes. Joy Jordan competed back in the 1960s and broke the world record for the women's 800 metres. She is still a, world re still a record holder in terms of civil service athletics. In 1981, the Civil Service Sports Council celebrated its 60th anniversary with a festival of sport at the National Sports Centre at Crystal Palace. Amongst those competing on that day was a young athlete who would become known in all sorts of ways later for winning the Olympics, the World Championship, the European Championship and the Commonwealth Championship. At that time, he was working for HMRC. His name, Linford Christie. The Civil Service Athletics Association has a wonderful history. Many different events, in fact, one of the most prestigious events outside of their championship is a cross-country event held each year against the RAF. This is competed for for the Sosef Dambranka Trophy. And Sosef Dambranka, in his time, was a leading officer in the RAF in its early days. He was recognised as a pioneer of civil aviation. And this event has been running since 1930. And next year we will be looking at how we can celebrate alongside the RAF this very prestigious cross-country event, which is just one of a number of events that each year the Civil Service Athletics Association holds for members of the Civil Service Sports Council. I hope you found it interesting, John. I could have gone on for a lot longer. But these two bodies have a wonderful history. They were part of our formation and remain vibrant associations and clubs to this day. That's great, Edley. Thanks for the uh, the insight into the football and the athletics. Some really interesting and colourful stories there, especially the links with the high-profile clubs such as Real Madrid and Barcelona for the football and two great stories about uh, Bram Stoker and Linford Christie, which I'm sure will resonate with our members who are listening today. Sport is and has been a big part of what we do in CSSC moving um, into, the, into the future. How, how important do you think is it to celebrate and, and recognise the history and uh, the link, the massive links that we have with sport dating back over 100 years? I, I think it's very, very important because in those early days... Civil service sport, as we're learning all the time, has a significant influence on the development of governing bodies of sport. To give you a very good example, I went to a meeting last year at Twickenham Stadium. I was there with the creators of a number of sports museums, including Lords, Wimbledon, the Scottish Football Association. And they were going round the table, introducing themselves. I just said who I was, and I was from the Civil Service Sports Council. And a curator of the Rugby Union Museum immediately piped up and said, you formed us, didn't you? That, is, that reflects our history, our influence. And even in the 1950s, our records show that we were considered a significant body providing sport across the United Kingdom. We have a wonderful story of how we provided sport across the civil service and now out to the public sector. We're also perhaps one of the last remaining industrial sports clubs. Because back in the day when we were formed, there were many such associations and clubs in banks, insurance companies and other major employers. Most, if, all, if not all of those, have now disappeared. 
So we are one of the last representatives of something which was very significant for many, many years. And we have been very fortunate in our predecessors of look to maintain our records and our history. So we do have this wonderful story to tell. And there is so much more that we can give out to members and others who may be interested in the history of civil service sport job. Thanks, Edley. Uh, this is this is one part of the centenary and this is uh, just two of our very historic sports sections, football and athletics. And I know you've got so much more to tell us about the centenary, the celebrations and the history of CSSC. So it'd be great to get you back on to the CSSC podcast to talk about these in the future. But I'm sure our listeners, our members will be really interested to hear the history around these two great sports. So thank you for your time today. It's been great having you on. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you more about the centenary and more great stories and characters involved with CSSC. Thank you, Headley. Thank you very much, John. For more stories from CSSC's past, please visit cssc.co.uk.